Hey, it's Cody. And Matt. And thanks for joining us for another episode of The The Coma Coma Cast. Cast. Matt, we're going to be diving into all things involving the LGBT community, including our own lives. And don't forget our cats. We don't want to forget them. The Coma Cast starts now. Podcasting from the Lone Star State in Southern California, you're listening to The Coma Podcast with Cody and Matt. Hey everybody and welcome to the Common Cast. We thank you for joining us for another episode here. And today we're going to be kind of continuation of our talk that we had a few weeks ago about asexuality where David joined us, but this time Matt has decided to also join us in kind of a reaction to that pod episode that aired uh, and kind of have a conversation about all the secrets, um, but kind of have a conversation about what Matt actually heard uh, on the podcast because he didn't hear it until it actually was released. So I did not let him preview it ahead of time, um, but we'll get to that. But we were going to play a little icebreaker. We're going to play a little game, uh, the not so newlywed game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who initiated the first kiss? Uh, it's probably me. Who apologizes first after a fight? who's more romantic who's more patient (laughs) me (laughs) Uh, who's the better cook (laughs) who's grumpier in the morning who's the bigger baby when they're sick who's the better dancer Uh, neither who's more patient me who loves the other person more? Oh, I way love him more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and give that one to you. Well, I think y'all know each other pretty well. We it seems like we y- one of those. Yeah, pretty much every one. Y'all, uh, y'all are right on. Um, so I guess knowing each other for a long time has worked Communication, out. I'm telling you. Communication. Communication. That is, that's one I, thing I, that all the time but it's, it's real <laughs> that's one thing that we talked about uh in that episode uh when we come back we'll talk more uh with matt and david about uh that episode talking about asexuality and his response to that david has joined us matt is back and we are going to be discussing the episode matt so uh i didn't let matt see the episode with david until it was posted so that's when matt got to see it um so, what was your first reaction to, to hearing it, seeing it, and everything? I was a little bit of surprise that, you know, I didn't know if David would even want to do the episode. And I didn't know how he would go along with it. So, that's why I didn't want to be there. I thought it'd be best if you guys worked it out because you can direct it and um, get him comfortable enough to start talking to you and answering your questions. Because I don't know if we really speak in complete sentences half the time. We just we're with each other so much that I'm pretty sure, I don't know how much we actually say out loud. So if we're having this conversation about his, about asexuality with you, I don't think it's going to be a complete conversation. So I think my first reaction was, Oh, a whole conversation. Yay. You know, like he, I'm just not used to, you know, I'm just used to you talking to me. (laughs) Most I've ever talked to a month. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, obviously, we, we talked about in that 
episode and we talk about in general about communication, but was there anything within the conversation that we had that you thought was a little bit surprising or anything that you thought he said that was like, oh. Um, the most surprising thing in the whole episode was the uh, sex toy or gay bar answers. <laughs> it really threw me. You mean the steakhouse? Oh, the steakhouse. Steak, steak, gay bar? Really <laughs> threw me. Um, like, <laughs> in the <laughs> I'm so bad about a couple of those. <laughs> Me too. I was like, I got him wrong too. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, um, in the actual conversation about asexuality, well, because I mean, we, we talk so openly about it. We talk about how he feels about it, how I feel. We talk about, does he ever feel like I put any pressure on him and vice versa? Um, because it, I mean, in a lot of, I think in relationships, it's like a learning curve. You always feel, you always tell me you feel that nobody cares what you think or that you don't have anything worth saying out loud. And I've always vehemently disagreed with that. I always want David to talk more and they tell me how he thinks and what he feels because I know he has those feelings because I hear them come out. Um, I just want to, you know, I want him to talk to other people and say it out loud because I think people like hearing David talk. I don't have anything important to say and therefore I'm not going to say anything. Right. But I disagree. Well, I disagree with your disagreement. <laughs> I'm not going to tolerate your intolerance here, sir. Uh, you know what? Um, there's stairs right there. Whoa. We got a set of stairs and a few old-timey skates laying around. <laughs> um, Marriage, everybody. Um, so I guess like one of the things that someone probably would uh, take away from it and would wonder what your thoughts are on this uh, Matt was like when y'all first were together and the first the, the topic first came up uh, as far as him being asexual um, kind of what was your reaction to that because we did talk about in the gay community it's very hypersexualized so, and so everyone is like all, right. all so about I've sex known, like I said so I've known David since he was 21 and I was 25 and I knew then David's thoughts on guys like you would literally just stop dating well, sorry, stop sleeping with the guy that you had been broken up with for like a year and a half. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's really nice. It's about you, not me. I love this. this we should have you on more often. Um, but it, I always knew David wasn't physically most interested in sexual contact. Like, penetrative sexual contact i knew that very early on and so i guess i wasn't really surprised and we started dating i think i mentioned on the live stream the other night um, one of the very first things you said to me um i think it was in text message it was like a few hours after we like it was in the same conversation i think you were like just because we're together doesn't mean we're having sex every night i was like i know what i'm signing up for but <laughs> he did express the concern to me about like okay but i don't want to really have sex like it's not going to happen or, can you live with that? And I was like, well, can you live with me being, having a sexual identity? Like, period? Yeah, the answer is fine. So, <laughs> I think his exact words were, it's fine. And I, of course, when you hear that, that obviously that means, not what I that's said. exactly what it means. I it's said, totally fine. I said, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I remember it like today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, so, like, that, has that been a struggle, I guess? No. Would you? I mean, not for me. Not for me either. 
it's been fine. So I, something I want to highlight about that, though, is a lot of times in relationships when people aren't having any sort of sexual relations whatsoever, there's not usually any sort of physical contact whatsoever. And that's usually because it could be a medical issue. It could be one person kind of almost weaponizes um, sex over their partner, whereas that's not the case. This isn't saying, David, I don't touch each other ever. It just says he just doesn't have the sexual contact urge like ever it just doesn't exist and once we made sure to rule out any medical cause you know make sure something wasn't wrong that we needed to do something about make sure he was otherwise medically and physically okay then i you did you seem fine and you always told me you're like okay this is how i feel and i'm like all right well if long if you're healthy and happy that's all i care about everything else is just whatever so i wouldn't say i wouldn't say it's been a struggle so I mean, do you ever have I any would, concerns? No, but I would assume that you would tell me if there was something wrong. I would, because you know I'm so good at like restraining myself. <laughs> I actually am, but when it comes to David, I was always David was always a person I talked to that I always felt that I could be the most open and the most honest. He never went out of his way to try to push me back or make me act or be a certain way that I wasn't. So I always was comfortable telling David something. So generally, I want to tell David, unfortunately for you, I want to tell you things. And you're just like, why are you like this? And I'm like, continue screaming, you know? <laughs> um, well, it, it's like we did talk about in the episode about how you can be asexual and be in a relationship. But in through all of that, communication is really key. Communication is key. We've discovered pretty much in anything, not just relationships, pretty much everything in life communication is really key. And if you have that communication and open communication on a regular basis, the, the, that really helps any situation that, that may occur. I also think like if, you, if you've been with somebody for a while, I think if anyone is actually really truthful about the situation, usually in a relationship, uh, even if you are sexual, it may start off with you having sex all the time. But then after a while, it's not going to be every day. You fall into this normal pattern um, of just you know, it happens occasionally here and there, but it's more about that relationship you have. What you want to say? <laughs> well, I just, I kind of equated to like the new toy feeling, you know, <laughs> like not, not to like, you know, belittle it or anything, but it's kind of what it is. Like when you, you know, you're new in the relationship, everything's exciting, everything's new. And but like, right. you know, 10 years together, whatever, like you can only, you know, like hit it from the side so many times before it's not interesting anymore. You've already been on the a thousand times. No matter how fun it was, it's not new. So, I, like, people can pretend like that's not true, but it is true. And Also, you get older and you get tired. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, oh so much. Oh, my God. All the time. If you actually have a really good friendship or relationship with somebody, you're able to pick up on people's cues you should be able to notice any changes or differences we you spend a lot of time for example i spend other than david i spend probably the next amount of time is you working with you on something that the whole world can see and so it's, it's for example with you it's super important that we are always on the same page or we always if there's any rubs or discomforts or anything that we're talking about them because they'll just turn into resentment and it'll project itself in the middle of a live stream. Because we talk about sensitive subjects where we have different opinions, you know. 
and I'm not shy about telling you what I think and why I think it. I, the good thing is, I, I think one of my strengths is that if I tell you I don't like something or disagree, I'll tell you why, not just, I don't like it. You know, I, I don't cross my arms and pout. I'll tell you. But it's uncomfortable to hear, and which is one of the reasons, because I know I'm like that. I ask you, I would say semi-regularly, like, what's in your head if, or what's going on or are you all right? He does. That's a true statement. <laughs> does it annoy you? Yeah, but you better still ask anyway, because if you don't, then I'm going to be mad at you for not asking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those relationship things. You got to keep doing it, even though the other's like, oh, this is so annoying. But then if you stop, it's like, well, what? they didn't ask me. What? Do you, you know care why? now? Do you know why? Because he's literally a cat. If you stop petting him. <laughs> <laughs> How dare wow. you? There's literally a wow. lot of tests on your back. Because people regularly tell me things that they're like, because, you know, you're 6'3", you're attractive, and people are like, oh, man, he's so hot. I would love to, you know, mess around with both of you. And I'm like, okay, well, one, in this theoretical world, if it were to happen, it would probably be me, and I would just take pictures for David. And they're like, what? I want him to participate. Does he want to participate? And I'm like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> I, that's what I, I was going to say. Do you, you do get like people asking about that or being like all the time anytime i post any sort of thirst trap anytime or they're like I'll, we don't really want you david can oh, david yeah, please they want, join they, want david. <laughs> they always want david it's amazing i love it it's always so funny because i don't get any of that like ever. yeah i'm like <laughs> tell him this stop telling we, me this i, I had we, we mentioned this the other day everyone always comes to matt Anything about the podcast, they go to Matt. Yeah, it's very strange. And I'm like, guys. You're so approachable. I'm so approachable. <laughs> I'm friendly. Maybe I am a little friendlier than I thought. You're like a Venus flytrap. You, yeah. you attract everyone in, and then they don't know how dangerous you really are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, my ex-husband would agree with that. Well, he's got to be right sometimes. I, I do love in the episode, we did. I asked David about, did he ever think growing up, that he would ever end up having a relationship because there's a lot of people who think if they're asexual uh, that they may not have a relationship or can't have a relationship uh, and that if he thought he would. And he was like, yeah, I did. So um, I love yeah. that. So I can tell you, I knew this when we were friends. I asked him the similar question. He goes, well, but he's like, when I, wanna be, I don't want to be married or start looking for a house until I'm 24. And um, like, you had a very specific plan. And you're actually frustrated when you bought this house five years ago that he wasn't on schedule. He was like a year off when we oh. initially started house hunting. And I was like, you bought a whole house. You're like at like 25. I think you're like 25-ish. I was 26. And oh. I was supposed to buy the house at 25. And Mary I'm not getting any younger. Do you see this? Yeah. <laughs> I like one step from putting the, like Elizabeth the first makeup on my face. Oh, we were just going to put some like uh, Vaseline across the camera to make you look more youthful. Oh, I was going to do the first one. Like in the future. We'll have to put so the, the, the baby filter up. Oh, God. Oh, no. No. That was horrifying. Yeah, I did show him that. I was like, oh, I need him you? to stop doing that. Oh, yeah. I was like, David, he's doing it again. Hey, I'm going to call 911 for you. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. It was, it was pretty horrifying. Yeah. Um, I thought it was such a good thing for you to do, though, because there are a lot of people who 
don't really understand what they're thinking and feeling. Whereas you've always been so like, we're very similar in this approach. Like we see things, we're just kind of like, Oh, that's it. That's cool. And just kind of keep walking. Thank you. Trauma. So yeah. Yeah. Cause childhood trauma is so bad that anything else has been like, Oh. <laughs> so we both have some similarities in our family histories and in our personal lives that we very much we don't have any like taboo subjects we talk about everything really probably uncomfortably openly <laughs> would you say because i've definitely gotten a few people i've seen i've seen a few you know yeah probably something about sexuality is that it is important i think because it is such a big part of ourselves and sexuality doesn't mean being sexual it mean it can mean asexuality to i guess what someone would consider the run-of-the-mill you know sex drive but it's still a part of you it's just how whatever one is yours and how you express it but i don't know it's just it's so not a big deal to me because you're i knew i knew when we started dating like day two i knew we were getting married i don't know how to explain it but I knew we were getting married. And you did too, didn't you? So why I had to wait three years to get that tax money? Because I was really traumatized from having to get divorced the first time. And I was afraid of fucking it up. That's the answer. But you couldn't have been just traumatized in a bad relationship with every other person? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> like father, like, like, well, like, I guess like mother, like goddamn son, huh? <laughs> well, we can't say it's like your dad because we don't know. <laughs> we, have, we just don't know. <laughs> so... Watching David do episodes in itself, to me, the bigger thing isn't so much anything that he would say that surprises me, but that he's kind of leaving this, he's grown, he has grown out of this, like, not doing things at all. You know, because you just Whoa. didn't like, you would not have done stuff like this. You didn't want to be social. You didn't want to do something like this at all. You, Since when? You... I've always <laughs> been social. Uh-huh. And how many episodes of the podcast have you actually sat down and watched? That's nothing to do with it. The right. material is not so, the material that I'm interested in. Why don't you do an anime when I don't care? Right. So that's why we. I was kind of like, oh, well, I don't know if I want to do this because he totally supports me. You know, when we wanted to do this, he literally ordered the equipment off Amazon that day. I mean, I would say you discuss things pretty openly on Twitter when it I'm does come up. Book. You really if are. people ask the questions, I will answer them as long as it's not how big my dick is immediately. Right, like, save that for at least the third question. Right, like you gotta, like you know, wait, has no one ever gone fishing before? You gotta, you know, reel <laughs> them in before you, you dangle can... the old worm out there. Well, I, maybe I should use a different butterfly. Yeah. Catching. butterfly catching. Okay, the worm's um, already out there, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gotta catch but the worm. The problem is people don't they see you and they're just like, oh my god, I want to climb him like a tree, and it's just like, okay, well, can you ask him how he is first? Kind of tree. Like kind of, you know, it's a, it's always I want to climb him not like a tree, not how is the tree today? <laughs> but I mean, he basically is going to be a tree next to me. I can't wait to see because you guys are like a foot apart, and I just can't wait. Is it? Well, I'm no. five six. I'm not six six. No, <laughs> seven inches. No wait, nine <laughs> inches. Nine. I forgot how to math for a second. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like six. Wait, that's wrong. No. What, what about you, Cody? When you did this episode, so now that you've gotten, you've gotten to know David a little bit, you did the interview with us uh, about six, seven months ago. You did this interview 
with David and got to talk to him actually about a subject that I don't think anybody else has really talked to you about. A couple people, but nothing like in depth. Right. What did you think? Did you learn anything about David, us, like yourself? What, what was, how was your perspective on, because obviously you work with me like 99.9% of the time, so. Well, I mean, I, I think like, and I think people probably will get this from this episode and from the other episode uh, that we did, but really this one, I think, um, is that just how like intertwined and connected y'all are on so many different <laughs> levels. Really and be. it's really fun to see. <laughs> Um, because, uh, a lot of times you don't get to see that. I mean, you know, you always hear about like these, it happens in the gay community too, but you always hear about straight couples and like, like they hate each other and they're just like living their life and they, they hate they're being each other. They hate... Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. to see, uh, y'all's interaction, I think is, uh, is like really nice to see and for other people to witness and see. <laughs> I was scratching his um, and, back and started making noises. Like Sorry. a cat, right? Yeah. Uh, but I, I think in with uh, talking about asexuality in that you can have the relationship and you can have the relationship that y'all have. And I think for a lot of people, you know, they might, again, I really think a lot of people think, oh, that that's beyond my reach. You know, that I can't have that. I, that actually several times. Oh, I could never do that. I'm like, your partner is not just a hole or a pole. Stop thinking of them like that. I think it's also people's misconceptions. I did not. I was really worried what you were about to say. Not everything is a joke. I'm not you. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Anyway, Rudy Huxtable, I was saying. I call him Prudy Huxtable, oh, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> misconceptions about asexuality. Um, well, I, I think a lot of it is like the misconceptions of asexuality where like, um, I think people will earn that um, societal expectation that you have to be monogamous and everything like that. And like everything has to be like the white picket fence. And uh, I think that uh, holds a lot of people back because like you said, they don't want to, they don't think they'll ever be in a relationship because their expectations of a relationship aren't appropriate for their situation. Like, yeah, that that's probably yeah. the the biggest thing. And people don't obviously like change or changing their expectations or anything like that. But at the same time, you kind of have to be adaptable to like you know life in general. So. Uh, we will end it there <laughs> yeah. again. Thank you, David, for joining us again. Yeah, thank you and for doing this for me and us. Of course, I'll keep my uh, eye out for the uh, commission check. Yeah. <laughs> be sure and deliver it to him matt yeah, uh so. and we will yeah, uh next we get <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with a live episode on friday and a new episode uh next week bye everybody bye bye so hey guys, we want to remind everyone um, that you can keep in touch with us on all of our social media channels, um, whether that is uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can do all of that at the Comacast. And we definitely love to interact and hear from all of our listeners. All of this is not possible without you guys. And if you don't mind rating our podcast on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast uh, provider is, just leave a comment. It's greatly appreciated. And thank you for joining us. See you next time.